Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Welcome to another Loving the Christ Life. We just started in the book of Philippians last week, and what a wonderful, wonderful message it was from Warren Litzman. Please just listen to what Warren has to say. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Listen, open yourself up, and you will be amazed at what you will learn. Let's get right into today's lesson. Here's Warren. Greetings, dear friends. It's time once again for the broadcast of the Christ Life Fellowship to take place. I'm a part of a fellowship around the world, a fellowship of believers who have found Christ as their life. They don't just believe Christ lives in them. You know, you can go to any charismatic meeting and say, how many of you have Christ living in you? And I tell you, every hand goes up. But that isn't what we're doing here. What we're doing here and now is talking to you about the Christ who lives in us and has given us word for his life in us in Paul's epistles, has given us the truth about the church of Jesus Christ in Paul's epistles. And that's what I talk about. I stay in the boundaries of these things right now. I believe the whole Bible. I believe the whole Bible is for you. But I don't believe everything in the Bible is to you. And so what I try to do is to rightly divide the word of truth so that you can have and know what is yours, where God is actually talking to you and where he's talking to somebody else. So I hope that it's opening up to you to see and to know what it is we are talking about in the Christ life. We call this the Christ life because when we found out he was our life, we might as well make our fellowship in that one regard. I can't think of anything more great, greater, more important, or more explosive than us learning about the Christ that is already in us. You see, I believe that every born-again believer has Christ in them or there is no birthing taking place. But if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, believed on Him for your salvation, then I can expect you to be born again, rebirthed, because the only people I think that are going to heaven are those that are born again. Why does it mean born again? Because only those whom God has birthed himself can come and live in his house. Isn't that simple? That's exactly the way it is. You don't live in his house as a bunch of people who believe differently. There's not uh, all different denominations uh, carrying out their part in the house of God. That's not so. When you get to his house, we're going to be one with him. Christ is the life. He is the only life. He is our life the moment we are saved from then on. So I like to get that over to you because that's what I'm doing, being on the air on this broadcast every day. That is, except Saturday and Sunday. I'm on every day. And I'm glad you tuned in today. We're going to talk some more about the wonderful things that happened in the third chapter of Philippians. And uh, we've been talking about the third verse, which says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus 
and have no confidence in our flesh. Do you measure up to that all right? You have no confidence in your flesh. When you get to that point, then you can be spirit-taught, because the spirit does not commingle. That which is of the spirit is spirit, and that which is of the flesh is flesh. You get that? The Bible is very, very strong on that particular point. And so once you get a hold of who you are in Christ, then you're able to take the scriptures and literally make them work and live in your life. And so the, the, fourth, the fourth verse here says, Though I may also have confidence in the flesh, I may have that, if any of the man thinketh he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I have a whole lot more. Now that's a very important statement Paul makes. He makes this statement saying that if anybody wanted to brag about what they were in this natural life, I could brag and and uh, have more to brag about than anybody else. That's a big statement, isn't it? That, that puts him up against scientists and up against great doctors and up against the intelligentsia of this world. But he said, if I wanted to brag, I could brag more than any of them. Well, there are some things he could brag over. One of them is his education. He was educated by the two greatest teachers who lived in that day. He had the equivalent of what would be two doctorate degrees in a person's life today. And he is, by that, the most educated man in the Bible. Now, Solomon had great wisdom, but that was God-given. Paul, before he was saved, was boasting about the fact here that I could brag about how much I knew if I wanted to, because I knew a lot. I knew a lot of things. I was taught a lot of things. I was a rabbi. I was a Judaizer. I, I followed after... Israel's law and truth. But notice what he has to say about that. If any other person thinks, any man thinks, he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. What did Paul do by that? He separated flesh and spirit. He separated soul and flesh soul and spirit. As the verse of Scripture says, study to show yourself approved as a workman who needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the soul and the spirit. That's a writing of Paul. That verse is very important to the ongoing believer because the ongoing believer will have struggles in his flesh or in his soulish part, but he grows in grace in his spirit part. Three parts of the human being. He's body, soul, and spirit. And so the Apostle Paul says here that if I wanted to brag, I could brag more about things in my soulish part than anybody else. That's outer things. That's outer things. That has to do with things that are so in motion today in religion. Most religious groups are outer groups. They haven't concentrated on spirit. They haven't concentrated 
on Christ living in them and what that means and how they're going to live with Him in them. They haven't come to that part yet. But a person who comes to the knowledge that Christ lives in him begins to drop off the soulish things. Things that were done out of show. Things that were done so other believers would think you are very smart and very spiritual. Things that go with the church building. Big, beautiful church building. Things that go with the choirs and, and all of the people who participate. Paul said in this fourth verse that if I wanted to have confidence in my flesh, in my soulish part, I'd do it better than anybody else does it. We'll be right back to Warren in just a moment for the conclusion of today's message from the book of Philippians. Let me remind you to please go to our website, Christ-Life.org. This In Christ message is life-changing. It's right in the Bible. It has always been, but it's been overlooked by so many and for so long. In Christ, the message that we bring to you each week, you can find all about it, read all about it at Christ-Life.org. And be sure and go to the bookstore there and find these great lessons from Warren Litzman in book form, tape form, video form. It's all there, and it is a blessing. And each time you listen or read, you will get something new, I promise. Christ dash life.org. Now, back to Warren. That's pretty strong language, isn't it? I did a lot of things in the flesh. I don't think I'd ever brag about it. And I think there are a lot of people who did things in the flesh far beyond what I do, but Paul was saying, there's not anybody that's done any more in the flesh than I have. That's how important it was to it. And so, these things in the flesh coming out of this uh, fourth verse are very important to what he's going to talk about in the rest of this chapter. Chapter 3 of Philippians. He's going to end up that fourth verse by saying, If any other man thinketh he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I got a whole lot more. So he's saying here, If I lay out some things that are a little hard on you and are all in spirit rather than in soul, if I lay out these spiritual things to you, don't tell me, that they're unimportant. Don't make them like things of the soul. Don't tell me. Because I'm not laying them out in order that you might perfect them, but I'm laying them out to tell you that I could boast and brag about my soulish part. But when I came into the spirit aspect of serving God, when I became a spirit being, when everything had to do with the work of the Holy Spirit, that was different. You see, that's what I'm talking about. This is why I'm on the air, is talking about these things that happen to us in spirit, so that we get to know Him in spirit and in truth. But let's move on here. In the fifth verse, he says, This is my soulish part. These are the soulish things that I did. Number one, he says, I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. I was circumcised. 
That's an outer thing. That's not a deep spiritual thing. Circumcision was never a deep spiritual thing. It was just a thing to notate that you had done something yourself which put you in touch with the law and made you a law keeper. So he said, I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. Now, I suppose in Paul's day, being in the tribe of Benjamin was the highest calling and the best relationship you could possibly have with God. Tribe of Benjamin. I don't know much about the tribe of Benjamin. I read something the other day from a fellow who said that everybody in the tribe of Benjamin was left-handed. And I grabbed at that real quick because I happened to be left-handed. And I thought, well, if I, if I was living back in those days, I might have been in the tribe of Benjamin as a left-handed believer. And I don't know whether that's worth anything or not, even if it had happened. But I want to tell you, the tribe of Benjamin was the elect group of Israelites. They were the ones that made the difference. They were the select group. And so he said, concerning my soulish part, I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. Would you believe it or not, I've been in places where people still claim the tribe they come out of as being important. Especially in Africa is that so, but it's been taken up in America here too. Everybody's trying to find out what their tribe is and who their leader was. And I run into a young woman not long ago who said she'd give anything in the world. She'd go back and find her tribe in Africa. Well, I wouldn't make her a person at all any different. It, it might not have anything to do with her spiritual stand before God. Because God doesn't look at that sort of thing. God isn't interested in what tribe we came from. In fact, the Apostle Paul says on at least four occasions, he says that those who are of certain ethnic groups, like Jew and Gentile, bond and free uh, a different makeup a different tribe if you're of one none of that matters anymore none of that matters anymore it doesn't matter even if you're man or woman if that's the thing you claim only dear friend there are no other ethnic groups in Christ In Christ, there are no Jew, Gentile. There's only those who are born again. Born again. What about it? Is that important to you? Everybody's running around in the world today and saying, well, I'm an Israelite or I'm a, I'm a Jewish person or, or I'm uh, an Englishman or I'm a Scotchman or I'm a Scandinavian or whatever, German. All kinds of people in the world today. But do you know the moment they got saved, they lost that. They lost that. 
because in Christ there are no Jews, Gentiles, bond or free, Germans, Japs, or anything else. In Christ there is a new creature, and this new creature has as its life Christ. More about that in the next broadcast. Stay listening. Get somebody else to join with you as you listen to these scripture verses and what they mean to you. Glad to have you today. God love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's message from Warren Litzman. It was another powerful one. And again, let me urge you to listen again. Listen again and again, because each time you do, something new will pop up that you didn't hear the first time. It's so interesting how that works, and that's the Holy Spirit working with you to teach you through these lessons. We are being brought to you by the Christ Life Fellowship at christ-life.org. Robbie Litzman allows us to go through the archives each week to bring you these great messages. Valerie Hill does our Twitter account. Tammy Laycock does our weekly podcast notes. And this program is produced weekly by Teresa Ferraro from the Christ Life Fellowship. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, Loving the Christ Life.